magnified, real. It sucked the air away and drew you toward it. Key measured up the river, estimating the vertical canyon at 1,500 feet. He couldn't sense the width. Below him, as his dizziness abated, he saw a shadow sweep, and then an osprey rose into his face, a small cutthroat trout in one talon. Across the chasm, the first sunlight clipped the western echelon of ruined mountains and cones of the Badland volcanoes at the edge of the world, and they were gray and red and gold in the moment. Two low spires of smoke smudged the sky far away. It would be early in the year for such fires. Key heard a sharp, painful sigh and turned to see a figure moving on the ranch road, a thin man whose shadow in the new sun cut a hundred yards toward the canyon. It was the kid, Ronnie. He was walking away in the barren place, and then Arthur Key saw the man begin to run in the cold, a stride purposeful and beautiful at once. Key folded his arms and watched until the shadow streamed slowly south and disappeared. Darwin Gallegos, still in his sleeping bag, had watched the young man move to the gate and run away. He'd already seen the big man, Arthur, move to the canyon edge. The sun was up now, but it was not warmer, and the frost filled every shadow and coated the glass of the two vehicles. He crawled out of his sleeping bag and laced up his boots and put on his jacket. He was unfolding the metal stove table and opening the stove when the big man, Arthur Key, came back from his tour. Where'd Ronnie go? Darwin was a little sick now that he realized he'd made a mistake by hiring these two. He'd been desperate. It had been late in the day, and the country was full of men who couldn't work, wouldn't work, and they were hard to get rid of. Just driving back to Pocatello would cost him more than a day. He'd been tired, and he was fooled by the big man's size he knew now. Darwin lit the propane and set the coffee pot on the burner while he pulled the heavy cast-iron frying pan from the cookbox. In 40 years at the ranch, he'd hired maybe six bad apples, and now for the first time on his own, he'd started with an error. How well do you know the boy? Three days. He joined a cement crew as we were finishing the storage unit foundations in Pocatello. He was day labor and worked all day long, though he is not a cement man. I think he's run off. He's run before, he told me. He's had reasons, but he may be all right. When Ronnie had opened his eyes, he'd seen the big man, Art, walk over past the trucks, his breath-torn balloons trailing behind. It was cold. It was headache cold. Ronnie was still wearing his Levi's, and he felt his old, ragged Nikes there halfway down by his belly. Beside him in the sage, he could see the top of the head of the guy who had hired them yesterday in Pocatello, Darwin something. Oh, Christ, it was cold in the gray world. Ronnie put his head back in the sleeping bag and covered it up. He hated this. When he was cold like this, and he'd proved it to himself, he'd rather be in jail. A year ago, he'd waited as long as he could bear it in the jail work release in Rockford, but he'd walked away in late April and walked back two days later, too cold to think. He still did not move and worked his shoes on and then eased himself out into the frosty new day. By now he remembered the truck ride in the snow, the trouble, and arriving here. Without a sound, the way he had moved so many times in his life, he stood and stepped away through the sandy soil, 
past the big white truck which had brought them to the place, past the other equipment. He was out of here the way he had fled a dozen weird jobs, two dozen. There would be something, and he would be away. Art, the big man, had been decent, but this was all wrong. He nearly ran into the barbed wire fence, but found the gate and a stupid dirt two-track ranch road, and he trotted out onto it, and he stopped. North, there was nothing but the world, the low dark hills and not a light. South was the steel sky and a distant horizon. There was frost on the fence posts and the edges of all the sagebrush. This was a wild place. He looked up and down the road, and then Ronnie Pinelli, sick at not seeing a bus stop or an alley or a parking lot, some vehicle to hide in, turned south and started to run. Darwin laid rashers of bacon into the huge black frying pan.